You may be seated. So we're going to continue our lesson on uh, the ministry of angels. And so the ministry of angels uh, is kindred to the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And I believe that there have been some uh, employment that we've been doing of the Holy Spirit that we should have been doing with our angels. Uh, there are some things that we've, we've been trying to instruct the Holy Spirit to do that we should have been instructing our angel to do. And so uh, the ministry of angels kindred to the Holy Spirit, and so they work together. And so there's been some things that, uh, you know, God has been trying to get us to, uh, but we haven't had the operation and the ministry of angels active in our life. And so that ministry uh, is being awakened, and we're becoming more and more aware of the ministry of angels, and the, the level of our power is increasing more and more, because we understand how powerful we really are. When, like, when, you, when you don't know that you got something, or if you know you got something but you don't know exactly what it is, then you can't really use it to its fullest extent. Yes, but once you become aware of what you, what you actually have, what's afforded to you, then you can use it and you become more powerful than you uh, originally were. Yes, and so let's turn to Matthew chapter 26. Because, you know, we've read accounts uh, where angels have just done so many things in the scriptures. And so uh, there's never been a time, like we discussed, where God canceled the ministry of angels. Yes, and so if they was in action... In the Bible, then that means they're still in action today. And so we say that this book isn't a history book, but it's a life book. And so if there's something that God instituted and he had functioning in the scripture, then that means that by revelation, I can have it functioning in my life. And so let's turn to Matthew chapter 26. Let's start at, let's go to verse 53. Uh, let's, let's, let's go to verse 52. Let's start at verse 52. Uh, then said Jesus unto him, put up again our sword into his place. For all they that take the sword shall perish with the sword. Thinkest thou that I cannot now pray to my father, and he shall presently give me more than 12 legions of angels? And so here, like Jesus posing a question uh, to let him know, that at any given moment, I have legions of angels that I can call into action right here and right now. And so it said presently. And so whatever that present moment is, I have the authority to be able to instruct angels to come at my behest at any given time. So if Jesus could have sent the legion of angels, then you can send the legion of angels. And so if Jesus was aware of the ministry of angels, and he used the ministry of angels, uh, like how foolish of us would it be for, for us not to adopt the same ministry that Jesus used in his ministry? And so if Jesus was able to use angels in his ministry to accomplish what he accomplished, and he said that we'll be able to do greater works because he goes to his father, then I have to 
adopt the same metrics of ministry that Jesus used. And so if he used angels, say, I'm going to use angels. And so let's turn to Luke chapter 1. Because you can't be excited about the ministry of angels if you don't know that it exists. If you ain't got a revelation on it. Like, is the ministry of angels an actual thing? Is it a reality? Is it possible? Let's turn to Luke chapter 1, verse 37. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. So if angels are real, then it's possible for us to utilize these angels because God is the one who instituted the ministry of angels. And so with God, it's not impossible for us to be able to use the ministry of angels. And so the ministry of angels goes beyond this world. And so let's look at verse 38. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord be it unto me according to thy word, and the angel departed from her. And so the, like, angels are here, we say they're ministering spirits, right? Like, angels are used as ministering spirits uh, to us and for us. Let's turn to, uh, I believe it's Mark chapter 4. Let's go to Mark chapter 4. Uh, no, Matthew. Let's start, uh, let's, start at, let's start at verse 1. Then was Jesus led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward and hungered. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Then the devil taketh uh, him up into the holy city and setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple. And saith unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. Jesus said unto him, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Again the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain. He kept taking him higher and higher. And showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. And saith unto him, All these things will I give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then said Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. And then right here in verse 11, Then the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. And so Jesus at the moment where he was being tempted of the devil, being tested for his purpose, at the, at, the, at the end of all of that, angels came to minister to him. And so we have to allow angels the free passageway to be able to minister to us in order to strengthen us in our times where we feel uh, a little bit weak or we feel a little bit tired from the, the things that are thrown at us. The, the angels are there to minister to us in order to strengthen us and to remind us who we actually are created to be. 
And so if the angels were there for Jesus, then you better believe you're going to need the angels there for you. And so we talk, like, there's not only one angel that's encamped, that's uh, traveling with you, but you got, a, you got a bunch of angels encamped around you. And so tell somebody, angels are still alive. Turn with me to Acts chapter 1. Is God still alive? Yes, sir. Then angels are still alive. And so you got to talk to your angels. They don't like being ignored just like you don't like being ignored. But when you're talking to your angels, you got to make sure you're talking the right language. Because your angels, they only comprehend the word. And so you can't be trying to give your angels uh, devilish instructions or petty instructions uh, based on your feelings. But you have to be able to talk to your angels based on the word of God. And so let's turn to Acts chapter 1, verse 9. And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him. Out of their sight. And so the ascension of Jesus is a part of the ministry of angels. And so let's turn, let's turn to Hebrews chapter 1. Somebody say angels are real. Because with God, nothing is impossible. All things are possible. And so you're going to have to trust in the invisible in order to do the impossible. Hebrews chapter 1. Because you know the angels work for you. But you got to yield to their ability to work. Stop trying to work everything yourself and let your angels work. Put your angels to work. You're trying to, you're trying to work it out. You know, you say, God, go work it out. God didn't work it out. He didn't get you these angels to work it out for you. Use these angels. Stop letting your angel get fat and out of shape. And so I want to read uh, Hebrews chapter 1, verse 13, but I want to read it from the passage translation. And God has never said this to any of his angels. Take your seat next to me at my right hand until I force your whispering enemies to be a rug under your feet. What role then do the angels have? The angels are spirit messengers sent by God to serve those or those who are going to be saved. So are you saved? So angels are spirit messengers sent to serve you. And so they are, they, are, they are in position to serve at your behest, but you have to give them instruction based on the word. Because angels are visible and invisible. And so you're going to have to use your spirit of discernment to be able to recognize 
the angels that work in your life. And so let's turn to 2 Corinthians. Chapter 11. So they got some things you're believing for that you're going to be able to get now because you got angels there assisting you. And, and, and not only are they assisting, they're assisting you, but you know that they're assisting you. And so now you're not, uh, you're not by yourself. You got angels with you. And so anything that's real, you know, there's always an imitation. Just like, you know, they got, you know, the fake Louis Vuitton. There's only a fake Louis Vuitton because there's an authentic Louis Vuitton. Like, there would be no reason to make a fake or a copy if there wasn't a real thing. And so, angels being real, the enemy, he always tries to imitate God. Because, you know, that's what his whole hunger was. He, he wanted to be equal with God. And so now, even in his fallenness, he's trying to imitate God as much as he can. And so now that's why you got to have your spirit of discernment, because right here, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 14. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. So Satan himself can transform into an angel of light. And so you have to be able to discern the, angels, the angel ministry at work in your life. Because he'll try to transform on you and make you believe that he your angel when he ain't your angel. Let's turn back to Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 13. Because you go, you go, you go, you go, you go, you go work the ministry of angels in your life. You go utilize the ministry of angels. They, they are here and they've been neglected. You've been neglecting your angel. But the neglection ends tonight. Let's uh, start at verse... Let's go to verse 1. Uh, let brotherly love continue. Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. So you got to make sure that you constantly walking in love because you don't know when you entertain an angels and when you ain't. You think there's that person that get on your nerve, but it just might be an angel walking among you that you're unaware of. So you can't be having your toot in your, in, 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 in your mood all the time and acting out of character. You got to stay in character all the time. And so the love of God uh, 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 empower you to be able to walk in a way to where, because we got to get to the point to where walking in the things of God isn't a, isn't a thing that we got to think about. Or it isn't steps that we got to be trying, like, to see, not to see what, if I should go here, if I should do this. But it got to become such a being in us 
to where we don't take a second thought as to what it is, the direction that we should be walking in, the direction that we should be living in, acting in, talking in. Because I think so many times we get hung up on, like, what should I do, what, what shouldn't I do, uh, how should I respond in this moment, or how should I act, or should I believe, or should I pray now, or should I do this, or should I do that, to where we spend so much time um, un unknowing and uh, unassured of the power that's working in us. But once we let the love of God reside in us, we'll be able to walk at a certain level to where we won't be trying not to do stuff. Because uh, um, that's why, you know, Apostle's talking about holiness Sunday. Um, like, that's what holiness is. It's not, you know, I can't do this. It's I don't want to do this. Like, I love God to, to the point to where, like, that's not even uh, an appealing thing to me. Like, my appetite isn't even stirred in that direction. Because I'm so in love with him to where, like, I'm not even thinking about this other stuff. And so even the things that we desire and want, like, those things can't come before our him. Like, our love for him has to be the most paramount thing in our life. Because once we're rooted and grounded in that love, the, 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 the branches and the fruit of our life will stem from that love. So many times we try to go out, we try to add fruit to us to make us look like a full tree, or we try to add stuff to us and dress us up. But it's root, being rooted and grounded in his love that brings forth every manifestation that we need in our life. And so we won't have to be trying to figure, like we need to get to the point to where we stop trying to figure it out. Like stop trying to figure out how to be a Christian or how to be a son and actually be a son. To be walking after the spirit and not after the flesh. So where we crucifying our I and letting his I am live. Like once we get to that, like it has to be, it, it, it starts out as a daily thing because in our, in our earthly, in our physical, mental uh, state, like we selfish. Like all our life, uh, you know, we've been, we've been groomed and trained to be selfish. Because, you know, even as a baby, when you want something as a baby, you cry till you get it. Because this is what I want. And so I don't care if I didn't had two bottles already. I want a third bottle. And so I'm going to cry until I get what I want. And so just in life, we've been groomed to be selfish and to think about, you know, us, us, us. Preserve me, me, me. And so we've been put at a disadvantage to where we can't really, like, start off fully. And so that's why we got to tear down so much stuff built up in us. Because we built up these statues and these monuments that don't look like him. Like we built up these things in our life that don't look like him. And so like we like, because our, our life built on them things. Like we built our life and our being on those posts. And so now to be able to come to the point and the awareness and the understanding to tear down those posts and let new posts be built up in him is a scary thing. Uh, to somebody who's never done that before. Because what it looks like is that all of these years of my life, everything that I've built up until this point, like I gotta, like this is what I know. Like this is the life that I know. And so now, like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I could tear this down. Because if I tear this down, I don't know how I'll rebuild. But Jesus said, you know, you could tear this temple down. But in three days. I'm going to build it back up. 
And so our mode of operation should be just like Jesus to where we're not uh, relying on what it is that we've done. Because, you know, Jesus could have been like, you know, I didn't been doing ministry, you know, real strong for these three years. Like Jesus has done more ministry in them three years than all of us put together than done it in all our life. And so he had the room to be like, yo, you know, like I'm Jesus. But he was so submitted to the father. He was so connected to the father to where he was like, I trust you so much to where if you say that it is, I need to go to this cross and die for, for, for all of your children to be saved, for all of your children to be made aware of who you created them to be, then I'll do it. But if Jesus would have let those posts that he built up in his ministry, traveling all over the place, like people feeling me, like people are enamored, people follow me everywhere I go. I got people that's uh, so connected and so attracted to the things that I'm able to do through you, God. So I want to keep doing these things here on earth. But now, no, whatever it is that you would have me to do, that's what I'm willing to do. So if you want me to die, I might not really like it, but, you know, not my will, but your will be done. Because I understand that my will is your will. And so even in a moment of, uh, of forgetfulness, I remember who you are. And I remember who I am in you. And so the love of God has to be the root and the ground for, for the life that we live. Uh, let me see. I got one more scripture I want to give you. Uh, Psalms 103. Tell somebody I'm not by myself. So when you travel, you're not just traveling with the presence of God, because we, we know we're carrying that, huh? I said we know we're carrying that, huh? But you, you, you're traveling with your angels, too. Rolling, rolling with my angels. Rolling down the street in my 6 foot. I'm rolling with my angels. Psalms 103, verse 20. Bless the Lord, ye his angels, that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. So we see here that the angels are only going to listen with the intent to do according to the voice of his word. And so now if I have his word in me and I'm speaking his word to my angels, then they are hearkening to the very voice of God because his voice is in me because I'm not speaking my word, but I'm speaking his word. And so if I'm speaking his word, like the angels, like they is attuned to the voice of God. And so they know his language. And so now in order for my angels to be uh, able to be given instructions by me, they got to hear his voice. And so I can't be speaking somebody else's voice. I got to be speaking his voice. And so my voice got to become his voice. I got to have the word in me so much to where I'm instructing my angels based on the word that's in me. And I'm not searching to find a word to give them like that word is just already readily available in me. Like I'm not trying to remember like what? Ah, oh, God dang it. Like, what did it is I read? Or, no, like it's so prevalent. Like I'm meditating, I'm studying, like I'm, 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 I'm so uh, engulfed, I'm so uh, enveloped in the word to where it's not a thing that I got to go searching for. Uh, I need to give my angels some instruction, so I need to go find a word to give them. No, I need to get the word that's on the inside of me and give them that word. Come on. 
Because once the word that I give them on the inside of me, like they sitting there, like they, like they, they waiting and they ready, but they waiting to hear God's voice. Like the same way my sheep are those that hear my voice, like my angels are those that hear my voice. The angels will not, they will not hearken to no other voice than the voice of God based on the word. That's, like, that's the only language they know. So if you speak in a different language than word language, they're not going to be able to understand you. So you can be talking to your angel all day. You could be having an old fire conversation, but you're really just talking to yourself if you're not speaking the word. Because they're not, they're not, they're not, they're not, um, they're not concerned about what you ate. Uh, they're not concerned about how well you slept last night. They're not concerned about, you know, uh, how many times you went to the bathroom. Like, they're only concerned about the word. And so I have to put the word out there for the angels to be able to move. The angels can't move without the word. And so the word got to be available to them. It got to be spoken to them in order for them to move. So if you're going to utilize your angels, you got to speak the word. And so tell somebody, I'm not by myself. Angels are activated by the word of God. Just as all the other benefits God has for the church are packaged in mysteries, angelic intervention is also packaged as one of the most sophisticated mysteries of life. And so if the, if the ministry of angels is one of the most sophisticated ministries of life, you are going to need revelation in order to function in this ministry. Because no other way, because otherwise I could be up here all day telling you about angels and you know, how you can use them and this and that. But until it's revealed to you, you're just going to be thinking that it's something that was used back in the day. Like you go think that, because even in, in this, like angels was there to minister to Joseph when Joseph was, Joseph was on the fence. Like Joseph was pretty much out the door when he found out, you know, <laughs> Mary was pregnant. And he know that he ain't put no seed in there. So an angel had to minister to him to be able to talk him off the ledge. And so angels are there, but the revelation of angels has to be registered in us. It has, like, it, we have, angels have to be revealed to us in order for us to utilize them. And so I get excited about angels knowing that the revelation of them is a reality. And so... It's not uh, like this, like when we talk about angels, it's not like, because uh, I know we like to, we like to keep uh, like the birth of Jesus as like this good Christmas story and stuff. You know, we do the thing where the angel came to Mary and this and that. And so, uh, you know, we like to just keep them as a nice, you know, nice uh, bedtime story or something. But angels, somebody say angels are real. Angels are real. And so now angels are reality in my life. And so now, cause, cause, cause what we here to do, uh, like I wanna, like I wanna, like I wanna write uh, a present day uh, Bible, like I wanna write a right now Bible. And so, in order to write a right now Bible, there has to be uh, revelation and manifestation right now. And so, for people right now, they, like some people, they not go like they, they go, they go. You could, they could hear about angels, and they go think that it's something good that was in the Bible. But what you going to say when I tell you about the situation that the, that the angel delivered me out of or that the angel ministered me, to me in when I didn't, uh, like I just, 
I couldn't talk to nobody else. I didn't even want to talk to the Holy Spirit or nobody. But my angel came to me and he ministered to my spirit and was able to enlighten me and comfort me to the point and deliver me out of that dark and sunken place that I was in into my original state that God created me in. And so now, no, I'm not talking about no self-help. I'm not talking about no psychology thing. I'm talking about my angel. Like I'm talking, I'm talking about my angel. I didn't, I didn't read, a, I didn't read a good bit. I didn't read this article about you know psychology. Like, no, no, I'm talking about my angel. I ain't want to talk to nobody. I ain't want to talk to nobody. I ain't want to read nothing. I ain't want to be around nobody. I wanted to be secluded. I was feeling down and depressed. But my angel came to my side and he delivered me out of that place. And so when we have accounts like that, when we have real accounts of angels operating in our lives, that's when the, the children of this world they gonna be delivered out of their darkness. Because they go see that the children of light actually got some things working on. Like they got some things working in them and for them. And so, like, so I don't, like, don't, don't, uh, I, got, I, I really like uh, the message title from Sunday. Like it was called Cross Betrayal. Like we need to stop betraying the cross in our life. And so if the angel is a ministry that has been afforded to us, then we need to use the ministry that's been given to us. Because otherwise, we make God look like a fool because we keep talking about how good and how great he is, but yet the things that he's given us to, to win and be victorious in life, we're not utilizing those things. And then we want to blame it on, you know, waiting and time, and, you know, it's just not my time or my season yet, or there's just this trying of my faith, or there's just this and that. And we try to make so many BS excuses for the reason why we are in the state that we're in, when we're not really utilizing the things that God has given us. And so if he's giving you angels, then you got to use the angels that he's giving you. And stop trying to, like, Mickey Mouse around and try to, and try to, and try to make excuses for the reason why you at where you at. If he didn't give you angels... Use your angels. Like, don't be foolish thinking that, uh, like, you know, this is, like, this is just a good thing, right? Just angels. Yeah, that sounds good. No, it's a reality. Angels are here for you to use and utilize. They are here to be given instructions on whatever the case may be. Like, impregnating a virgin with the Savior Who, 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 who in here that never did that? Who in here that never impregnated a virgin without sowing no seed? Who? Tell me, I won't find you. Which one? I won't interview you. So the ministry of angels is so mature and so developed, but it's so powerful for us to be able to use because God has given them there for us to use. And so tell somebody, I'm not by myself. I am not alone. I got my angel with me. And we rolling everywhere. Everywhere I go, my angel is there, present with me. If I need deliverance, my angel is there to deliver me. If I need encouragement, and strengthening. and strengthening, my angel, my angel is, there is there to encourage, to encourage and, strengthen and strengthen me. It is, it is a, ministering a ministering spirit, spirit sent, by God sent by God to minister to, minister to, me, to me and for me. And for me. So I'm going to let it so do, do 
what God sent it here to do. So, angel, I will not neglect you another day in my life. You and I, we together. Everywhere I go, you go. Bring your friends with you. And so you got the authority and you got the dominion because it says in the word that they are here to serve you. And so you let them serve you and you instruct them by the word of God. You let them go to work in your life. Don't let them just sit dormant and don't, don't, like, don't try to just uh, work this and work that. Use, you, you, like if you got a Swiss Army knife, you got to use all the components of that Swiss Army knife. Like you got to... You got to use whatever you got. And so if angel and angels is what you got, right now, I might not need a corkscrew. Right now, I might need an angel. So I throw that angel at that thing. And so you got you to be able to know and you got to be able to discern uh, what moments you're in. And so some things don't, like stop trying to give the Holy Spirit instruction to do those things and give your angels instruction to do those things. Like instruct, instruct your angel to do those things. Because we be, we be trying to, Holy Spirit, do this, do this. No, instruct your angel. They, like, they kindred spirits, but they're not the same. And so there's Holy Spirit and there's ministering spirits. We be trying to use the Holy Spirit, but we need to use the ministering spirits. And so use your angels. Instruct, like next time you, you're trying to, that thing that you're trying to instruct the Holy Spirit to do, give it to your angel. Don't, don't task it to the Holy Spirit, but task it to your angel. Because your angel sitting there, you know, he like, you, you, you actually, you, you, you telling the Holy Spirit this and that, but it, that's really my job. Like, you're really trying to tell him something that, like, he not, he, not, he not created to do. Like, God didn't give you him to do that. Like, God gave you me to do that. And so stop giving that to him and give it to me. So your angel is there. So you got to give your angel those things. Like, stop trying to beat the Holy Spirit. and employ, Like, the, the Holy Spirit, like the angel serve you. And so let the angels serve you, and you give them the instructions. You give them the task. You give them, like, they're messengers. If there's a message that needs to be sent to a situation, send it by your angel. It, like, we're going to go, like, there's many accounts in the Bible where there's a message that needs to be sent. And so, no, I'm not going to send this person or that person. I'm not going to send the whole, no, I'm going to send an angel to deliver this message. So if there's a situation that I'm going through that it may seem like an impossible case and I'm resigned in my I amness, but I'm still trying to see how I can be delivered from this thing. And so that's the very moment where I'm going to send my angel to that situation to deliver a message to him. And I'm going to let my angel let him know that I am that I am. And so whatever the situation is, it don't, it don't stand up to I am. And so you have to be able to give your, your angel uh, messages to send to your situations. You got to be able to give your angels, let your angels give you messages from the spirit. And so they're, they're there to be, to, to, be, to be used to you and for you. And so they're there to minister to you and to minister for you. And so you let them minister for you, but you don't, let, you don't be ignorant to the fact that they're there to minister to you as well. And so they're there to get, they, you, you not only can send them, to deliver messages, but they are being sent to deliver messages to you. And so if the Spirit of God gives your angel a message to deliver to you, 
then you got to be aware and awakening and listening for the message that your angel has for you. And so whether it comes in broad daylight, whether it comes in a dream, whether it comes by a stranger, I have to be aware of the ministry of angels. Because now I'm, I, I, I'm not listening for the Holy Spirit to give me that message. Because he got some other messages that he gave me from God. But there's a specific message that God has sent it to me by my angel. And so I got to be aware that there are some things that's going to be delivered to me by my angel. And so if I think everything that God got for me is coming through the Holy Spirit and I'm void of the knowledge of my angel. So could it be that there's been messages that God's been sending to us by our angel that we haven't heard because we've been unaware that the angel is actually there? And so we've been waiting, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. And the angel been there talking the whole time, but we haven't been able to hear our angel speaking to us. Because we've just been ignorant to the fact that angels are still real here. Yeah, angels minister to Joseph and Mary, but angels ain't ministering to me. No, angels are here to minister to you the same way that they minister to them. And so now you become awakened because now there's some messages that we might have missed. You know, you check your phone and you got like a bunch of missed messages. <laughs> I believe we got some messages that we didn't miss that's been delivered by an angel. And we've been trying to figure out why... Why, God? Why are you not? No, I have been talking, but I ain't been talking the way that you were looking for me to talk. I've been talking through my angel. And so now I got to be aware of my angel and the message that they could deliver to me from him. And so not, man, that's just a whole different ballgame. That's just a, that's just a, that's a whole different spectrum. Because now, I'm, now I know that they kindred spirits, the Holy Spirit and my angel, and so I'm not only listening for the Holy Spirit, but I'm listening for my angel, too. Because now, once, now your angel can give you a message, and then once you get that message and you get ministered to by that angel, now you can minister, send that angel to minister to a situation or to minister to a problem or to minister to another spirit. Be seated, be seated. Raise your hand if you need an envelope, ushers in the aisles. 